Welcome to the Energy Central Power Perspectives podcast. This is the show that brings leading minds from the energy industry to discuss the challenges and trends that are transforming and modernizing our energy system. And a quick thank you to Locust View, our sponsor of today's show. Now, let's talk energy. I'm Jason Price, Energy Central podcast host and director with West Monroe, coming to you from New York City. And I'm joined once again by the producer of the show, Matt Chester, dialing in from Orlando, Florida. Matt, we're recording today's episode in the lead up to Distributech's 2024 that's actually taking place in your backyard. So what is the energy <clears throat> start? What is the Energy Central team looking for at the upcoming conference? Yeah, you're right, Jason. We're, we're excited to be headed uh, as an Energy Central team to Distribute Tech, and we know that so many of our key partners and community members are likewise going to be in attendance. So it's it's always a, a fun time for us, and we have uh, plenty of hands to shake, demonstrations to watch, talks that we're eager to sit in on, and more than anything, it's about uh, you know taking it all in, seeing what what are the year's trends in the industry? What are the new innovations, the new technologies that are going to be taking shape? And uh, really just trying to keep an ear to the ground as a way to look ahead. So, you know, that said, if any of our listeners are going to be there as well and, you know, they have a recommended session they want us to attend or just want to meet us and chat, then, you know, don't be shy. Feel free to reach out to us on energycentral.com to, to let us know. Thanks, Matt. That sounds exciting indeed. And I know I'm looking forward to reconnecting with peers at the conference as well as meet new ones as well. So, and today we have the privilege of hosting someone I'm sure we'll connect with at the conference floor. Currently serving as the Vice President of Business Development at Locust View is Danny Petreca. <clears throat> Try it again, Danny. <laughs> Currently serving as the Vice President of Business Development at Locust View is Danny Petreca, who brings a wealth of experience and insight to the table. His passion for innovation and driving positive change has led him through both times of growth and challenging transitions. Today, we'll explore the pressing market problems facing electric utilities, the urgency for digitalization and field operations, and the innovative solutions offered by Locust View, shedding light on the pivotal role digital construction management plays in shaping the future of the industry. Danny and his colleagues have been active members of the Energy Central community for quite some time. So we're surely link so we'll surely link some of the key articles in the show notes for those who want to have a bit more background. But now without further ado, let's welcome Danny Petreca to the Energy Central Power Perspectives podcast. Hey Jason, thanks for the uh, for the welcome. Uh, great to be here, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys as we lead up to uh, Distributech, one of my favorite conferences. Yeah, as it is ours, and we're thrilled to have you on the show. So, Danny, we mentioned that Locust View serves the field operations, but how about you give us a brief overview of the company and its overall mission? Sure, sure. I think uh, I think it's it's pretty simple to talk about what what our mission is and what we do. You know, we hear field operations, but I think the term that that makes people most quickly lock into what we do is is as building. But we do as building, but a whole lot more than that. Really, when you look at like the planning to construction to close out workflow for. Uh, distribution construction, whether it's capital construction, planned work, um, it, it's really about making that a digital process. So we work closely with all the personas in, in a utility that that are 
participating in this workflow. And, and we propose an approach called DCM or digital construction management, which really involves uh, involves bringing all the personas of this complicated workflow together so that it can, from the planning of the work, the optimization of the construction itself, and really it's about making every dollar within electric utilities go farther because right now more than ever with with the economy and the rate cases going on out there, they need every dollar to go farther uh, and, and do more with less. So we're really about that, that digital construction uh, workflow. Yeah, it certainly sounds like a needed needed tool. Uh, so tell us, how do you interact with the utility industry overall, and what types of projects are you and your team usually brought in for? It's it's a great question, and it's kind of complicated because you know we coined the term DCM or digital construction management. You don't you don't see a Gartner study on on DCM. You don't see market scopes for DCM. It, it's 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 a new space within utilities. So our our vector of touch points with utilities have been different. Um, initially, it was all with the construction teams. The construction teams, let's say from the gas or electric side, had um, new mandates for either asbelt quality or GPS uh, accuracy for their assets, whether through regulatory. So it's been through construction. But as our solutions have grown through construction into more of the enterprise side, especially with electric utilities, we we have to work with other people in the workflow, like the design engineering, the work management system people from IT, and then on the back end, the GIS and the uh, uh, enterprise resource uh, management sides of the team. So um, really, when it comes to a utility who is, is feeling the uptick in construction, talk about grid modernization later, but construction is really uptaking within utilities with with the need to do grid mod that's more construction and then more of the of of the stimulus from the government going into giving more money towards doing this construction construction is is a really really analog process so you, any company who's spending uh, money on grid modernization has to look at this paper driven process in the field and say, if I'm going to spend 50, 80, $100 million on, let's say, an ADMS, can I really in good conscience feed that with a paper based um, uh, closeout process for construction? So that's when they realize that they say, I'm spending money on GIS, I'm spending money on ADMS and DERMS. I have to I have to look at my whole workflow and digitize the whole thing because I I owe it to to the utility to really digitize everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're talking about grid modernization, so it's all about capital builds, capital planning, capital construction, and so on. So share with us some of what are some of the you know these modernizations that are not happening that may be eye-opening. Uh, that you could share and share with us some of the bottlenecks you're seeing come up and that's time time and time again that's not from a non-digital you know perspective and 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 why do you think that this lag persists yeah that's uh uh you could say at locust view here we are fearless to the point that we are not afraid to tackle the hardest problem within utility and the problem that, that we see over where digitation digitization is not happening is in the field during construction. Um, uh, you could talk to the most progressive utilities in the country or even in the world. They may have Flizzer and all these other quote unquote, I hate to say it, I'll say it, smart grid technologies out there, uh, whether it's DERMS or DER or what have you, but it, they, they could 
be receiving awards and accolades for being digital, but when you look at the construction side, there's a massive amount of paper in the field. Now, paper is one thing, but there's also a lot of use of, well, can we just throw some of these other siloed solutions that are just good enough, staple them together and throw them out in the field like a, a, um, a mobile design solution or a mobile GIS solution or a mobile work management solution. So you, you end up, what you end up with is, is where things are not happening is you get these digital bookends within electric utilities today. On, on the planning and engineering side, uh, as one bookend. So a lot of investment in digital work management, um, uh, digital asset management, GIS, and graphic work design, lots of software and digital systems out there. Skip over the field real quick. To the close outside of that, you have the other digital bookend. You have ADMS, DERMS, um, outage management, um, GIS systems, uh, enterprise asset management digital systems, but in the middle, you've got this big juicy paper sandwich with these bookends on either side. So it, it, I, I talked to my family and peers about this a lot. You'd be surprised you actually get electrons out of the sockets in the wall when you understand how much paper uh, is in the field. <laughs> the relationship between electrons flowing and paper being processed. That's interesting. Um, how, how about this? Tell us, you know, why, why now? Why, what, what is, what is, what is driving some of the adoption that you're seeing in the marketplace? Uh, are they directives coming from policy? Is it uh, just the availability of the technology? Or is there something else that's, um, you know, bringing more attention to this area? Yeah, that's good, um, because I, I think it's a convergence of a few things. Um, first, just a little history of where we came from, Locust View. We, we really proved out our DCM solution through the gas distribution industry, which was incented with a stick rather than a carrot through um, gas regulations for tracking and traceability. So there was a, a mandate of sorts for gas utilities to do better about recording where they buried their pipes, who did it, where they qualified, what were the assets and materials. Um, now, now we we took that challenge and you know battled that historical lack of adoption of technology in the field, and we perfected it and and. What we saw also at the same time was a, a, a convergence of a couple other waves in technology. Mobile computing has been perfected. Cloud computing has been perfected. And, and a big part of our solution is being able to have a layperson capture survey grade GPS data while they're doing their construction. So I think you know us proving it out in the field helped. It, 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 we have a lot of reference sites that cut, other utilities can say, well, if they did it, we can do it. The technology supports it. And from the person personnel standpoint, technology adoption is improving um, out in the field. Every Almost every human on the planet is much more smartphone or tablet savvy than they were one, two, even five years ago. So there used to be this, you know, arm folding of utility field personnel saying, I'm not, I'm not using a computer, I'm not using a, a phone. And now if they want to keep in touch with anything in the world, they've got a phone or several devices in their pocket. So, um, and we're seeing a resurgence in the utility workforce, uh, a younger workforce coming in as well. Um, so I think the technology wave, the, the wave of technology adoption, um, and then other things we're doing to help some of, the, um, some of the boundaries people are seeing in the field to make data capture by a construction crew very easy. 
rather than scribing, you know, 50 attributes in a paper form. Yeah. Understood. So what, like, talk to us about the onboarding process. You know, this is a new technology that has to be adopted. So there's a, a planning that goes into it before the, along with the business case, but it's accepted now. And now it's time to get, you know, bring it on board. What, what does that look like? What does the technology look like? What the technology investment around that look like? And, and what are some pitfalls you may have seen utility leaders do when they don't, you know, think through the process of what you're trying to achieve here? Yeah, that's that's great. I think I think it's you can't understand the idea of of change management being important. Um, any any medium to large IT uh, effort within utility, you got to have change management there. This one is especially important because you're you're dealing with a lot with the business side. The people are actually going to be using this application in the field. They need to be invested, but the IT folks have to be invested as well because all the different systems involved, all the different enterprise integrations that might be entailed. And then uh, you know, whenever you're talking about people in the field working with utility data, there's the uh, cybersecurity issues as well. Um, so, but, but I think the, the one thing I would say is, is a word of caution that, that we've definitely developed best practices from our domain expertise and expertise in the field is for utilities to avoid the quote unquote, one mobile app to rule them all mentality. Um, I think that's what we see a lot out there today is, uh, an IT, if it's an IT-driven effort within utility, they, they're going to want a just good enough solution with software they already own, <clears throat> shove that out in the field, and, and then wonder six months later why no one's using it. Um, I, I think what we have found is especially with construction crew technology, field adoption that we've perfected it is, is done best when the technology is decoupled from the underlying enterprise systems. Now, that's a fancy word for saying they like the way it works because it matches their workflow in the field. It's not a hammer looking for a nail. It's not a, a, a solution looking for a problem. We built Locus for Build to match the construction workflow in the field. So uh, I think DCM, the way we talk about it, sometimes gets confused with with short cycle inspection programs or mobile GIS or um, you know a work management system. Uh, out in the field or timesheets in the field. Uh, I, I think that's a pitfall people say is, well, can't we just do a little bit of, with this over here, a little bit with that over here? What we found for something specific like this where you're creating spatial assets uh, with a construction crew to, to feed your systems to record, you really need to have a, a, a field adoption. And we feel their app um, has been proven to do that in the field pretty well. That's awesome. Uh, just pause for a second. So, Danny, I, you know, I meant to bring this up earlier. The, this question and the one that follows, somewhat related, and I feel like the the answer may you may have already answered both of these, but don't want to don't want to assume that. So, my next question is about what about the human side of things? How you overcome challenges? You know, areas of resistance. Um, do you feel like we've already covered it, or do you want me to answer this? Ask this question. One thing I would like to hit on is, um, I think I did cover a lot of it, but I think the human side, one thing I'd like to hit is the resistance to, is this going to create more work for me in the field? So I'd like to address that, um, especially because I want to pitch the our skate program, which isn't a Locust View commercial thing. It's, it's a program we're doing with IEEE and EPRI. To, it's an industry-wide okay. standard recreating for electric assets. So that'll okay. give me a chance okay. to do that. Save, save, save it for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I got it. 
<laughs> all right, awesome. Good. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question right now. All right. Okay. Danny, you mentioned change management. I want to ask you about the human side of this, and that is that you know areas of resistance, that you know concerns that this is going to create more work, or just any of those behaviors that would need to get overcome. Can you talk about that, and how have you experienced it? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I mean, I'll reiterate that that ease of use has to has to dominate uh, getting the human side solved. Otherwise, you just have a very expensive paperweight in the field. So, I think. Um, it's very human to avoid change. You know, you move someone's cheese, they get upset. So especially when you have people in the field who are experts at, at, at building electric and infrastructure, they don't want, they don't want to change. So we always get asked, well, is this going to, um, is this going to add more time in the field? Is this going to add more, uh, more paperwork or hopefully paperless work um, in the field? And I think what we've seen is two things. One, we've perfected the ability to, to make the capture of very accurate high fidelity data in the field during construction easy through use of barcode scanning or markings on assets. Um, GAS has an ASTM standard. We're actually working with IEEE and EPRI to create a marking standard for electric assets. So just like you, you barcode a, um, you know, a, a box of cereal at the store and the, the, the system at the store knows how to decipher that and price it. We, we're working with these companies and 30 utilities uh, and these organizations, IEEE NEPRI, to have a standard marking so that when you're installing a transformer or, or, or a, a length of cable or a recloser, instead of filling out a form, a paper form with 50 attributes, you scan that thing and that barcode or that QR code or some other marking has an industry standard structure to it that says, yep, this is a, a GE 25 kVA transformer with these number of windings, these taps, and this this uh, set of, of tracking and traceability information there. So that's that's a really cool thing that, that combats this. Ah, it's too hard to use. I, I don't want to write all these attributes down. And that's I think that's a huge, huge challenge that that technology tends to get in the way of in the field, but we've solved that by making it uh, really easy to, to use in the field. Uh, um, I want to, um, so you know that we have a, an audience full of utility and, 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 and um, energy professionals, and we all live by case studies. So if you're able or comfortable sharing names of any clients, could you talk us through a, could you take us through a case study and, and um, any metrics around uh, the performance and results? Yeah, um, I, I will obfuscate uh, some of the names just to protect the, uh, protect the, well, let me, let me start that over. Um, yeah, happy to share some, some information about utility users of ours. I can't state a lot of their names, but uh, it, you nailed it. Technology is only as good as, as measurable value, and we really pride ourselves on not just providing the value, but helping utilities map out what a DCM workflow is and, and where the KPI value can be found in this workflow. And a lot of times, they they don't realize the value that can be extracted until we work with them. But for, for I'll, I'll go one utility. The, the one utility they work in five states. They've got about 1,200 crews using Locust View every day um, for um, uh, distribution construction. They reduced. If you just look at the GIS closeout time, they reduced the time from getting a, a, a finished job from the field into the GIS by 70 percent. That's a huge um, improvement to their closeout when it comes to just 
editing the GIS. So that's that's one. Now there's an electric utility that went live in, in December. They work in eight states and they had some legacy technology uh, and they replaced it with Locust View. And as a result, again, some of the, the value is still being documented with them. So I'll update you guys over time, but they removed paper from their system. They removed this timely data post-processing step that was taking them a long time to close out a job. And overall, so far now, uh, things look pretty good. We have improved the time for them to take a design that's been constructed and close it out in their systems. Um, another utility, um, they've got about seven or 800 users in the field. If you just look at the, the portion of closing out a construction job, that's not GIS, that's, that's not design. It's about material reconciliation, so the financial and material side of a job. That used to be a full day process for them. We reduced it to 12 minutes by working with their build materials from their work management system. So it, it's everybody has different KPIs, but it's all about um, doing more than just updating the GIS, because that's really just simple as building. DCM is about all the personas saving time in the field, saving um, time with reducing the amount of rejections for an incomplete job packet, uh, making the closeout um, faster. Because remember, these utilities, all these utilities you see at Distributech, they borrow money to fund their capital projects. I don't know if you've seen the news lately, but the price of money is pretty high right now. So they, they can't have these CWIP and AFUDC overhead charges sitting in a job for six months that closed out you know, six months ago. They, they need that reconciliation of financial closeout so they can be better with their money. And, and I'm sure all the accountants and CFOs at utility will, uh, will attest to that as well. Danny, we're putting this episode live right in the lead up to Distribute Tech 2024, which I know you'll be at, uh, and your booth is at 3251, as will myself and the Energy Central team. I'm curious, are there any trends you're eager to learn about at the conference, and is there anything specific you're hoping to take away? Yeah, like I said before, I love this conference because it, it's, it's so it gives you the tangible view of what's happening with utilities. Like you could, you could see a bucket truck, you could see a transformer, or you could see, you know, the ones and zeros of an ADMS uh, piece of software. So to me, Distributech is all about grid modernization and, and, and all that is defined as, and you know, the the benefit I've had for spending you know 23 years in the utility business is I've had, I've had a front row seat to see the the drivers and the evolution of electric utilities from when it was uh, financially driven, capital driven, to design, to GIS, to mobile, and now more on the operational systems. Um, I like I like the idea of seeing how grid modernization is defined by these different utilities. <clears throat> and um, how they're going to continue to digitize. So, you know, really the, the question I have loaded and waited for every utility I'm going to talk to is, uh, let me clear my throat. That crept up on me a little there, sorry. <laughs> is, so the, the question, let me take that over again. So the question that I have for utilities is, you know, this is a grid mod conference. You're here shopping for everything from transformers and bucket trucks to, you know, $100 million ADMS systems. The question is, if you're getting ready to spend that kind of money on these systems, you owe it to yourself to 
look at all the processes that feed these systems, specifically that construction process. If that's being fed with paper or a one app to rule them all that failed or a lot of siloed individual applications, uh, I want them to come talk to Locust View and see how we can provide a DCM solution to stitch that all together and, and really get rid of that paper sandwich and, and make these digital bookends uh, a digital bookshelf, if you will. Yeah. Uh, more ne more needed than ever, given the current uh, grid mod movement that we're in. So, Danny, we're going to give you the last word, but we have now in our show, we've come to what we call the lightning round, which gives us an opportunity to learn about, a little bit more about you, the person, rather than you, the professional. So um, we have a, a few questions we'd like to ask you. We ask you to keep your response to one word or phrase. So, Danny, are you ready? I am ready. All right. What books, movies, or music would you bring with you to a deserted island? Oh, I like this one. Music is a huge part of my life. Um, I was actually at a, a concert last night, so pardon my raspy voice. Uh, I have a pretty diverse, sorry, you said a couple words. <laughs> Very diverse love of music. I like the hard stuff like Tool, Metallica. I like the classics like Led Zeppelin, but I got to bring Beethoven's ninth, ninth with me as well. All right, quick follow-up. What did you see last night? I saw Tool last night in Denver. Okay. Who are you inviting to your ideal dinner party of historical figures, living or dead? Wow. It's a, probably a long list. What, what comes to mind is uh, I'm kind of a science nerd as well. Uh, Carl Sagan, I'd love to sit down and talk with him. He had, he had such a good way of, of making really technical science things digestible by the masses. And uh, that, that would be number one on the list. <laughs> what was your first job? Well, growing up as a kid, I always had, you know, I was at the mow the lawn, but uh, I, I, my favorite thing was I used to work in a grocery store at the produce department. So I got to know what kale was before it became popular. Um, but really, my first career job was environmental consulting at an environmental engineering firm where, funny enough, I worked on the other side of utilities, helping, uh, you know, um, uh, work on their on their sites that may have environmental issues. So uh, that that's my job history. Who are your role models growing up? Um, you know, I got to look to my family. They're really the ones who, who taught me the, um, you know, the value of hard work and, and, and taking chances. I mean, a lot of my family came over from, from Italy in the sixties and, um, you know, did the best they could and, and really provided a lot for me. And I, I really respect them for that. What motivates you? Hmm. It, it's just, it's something I, I tell my kids a lot, you know, no matter what you want to be or do, uh, either in, in your career or personal, always seek to add value to what you're doing, whether it's an interaction or a dinner party or, or, or a job interview or a meeting, always add value. So that's what motivates me. I don't want to be the person who's just talking to talk, it, add value to, to something or, or somebody in your life. Sure. Thanks for sharing this. So we want to give you the final word and remembering that our audience listening today include the decision makers across the utility landscape. What would be one of the pieces of advice you hope they retain and take with them from today's discussion? That's a, that's a big one. Yeah, lots of decision makers. Uh, I think the, the, the main thing I would ask them is take a deep look at your construction process and while you may have people working for you that 
think everything's just fine. You really have to look at the efficiencies that that lie within this process and that are sort of nascent or latent. They're 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 not really apparent until you dig into them. We can help you dig into that. We can help you solve the problem of making every capital construction dollar do more for you in this time where Gridmon and federal stimulus is creating more and more construction than ever before. Um, and, you know, you, you're not taking any risks with Locust Rue. We're a, a field-proven solution that's been adopted, 30 utilities and 5,000 um, crews throughout the country on a daily basis. So come see us and, and um, ask us the hard questions because we are fearless. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. It's certainly a solution that's needed in this day and age. So, you know, Danny, uh, this was a great conversation. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I know our community will be active in the comments section of this podcast. So we'll look out for that. Um, so look out for any uh, questions that may come through and uh, hope you are able to respond to them. But until then, uh, we just want to thank you for sharing your insights on today's episode. My pleasure. It was great, very interactive, and uh, great to talk to you guys. You can always reach Danny through the Energy Central community where he welcomes your questions and comments. And if our listeners have a question they want to have answered for a future episode of the podcast and even hear their own voice on an un... <clears throat> Try it again. And if our listeners have a question they want to have answered in a future episode of the podcast and even hear their own voice on an upcoming episode... We've started this year offering that opportunity. Listeners can head to the SpeakPipe link. Uh, we'll leave the, leave, the, leave the link in the show notes, and you can leave us a recorded message, including a question you're eager to have answered on a future podcast. We'll listen through them, pick out the right guest in the upcoming episode uh, in the lineup, and maybe you'll hear yourself as part of the conversation. We also want to give a shout out of thanks to the podcast sponsors that made today's episode possible. Thanks to Locust View. Locust View's digital construction management DCM platform enables utilities to automate data capture during construction and streamline the closeout process. To learn about Locust View, visit their website at locustview.com. And be sure to visit booth 3251 if you are heading to Distributech in Orlando. And once again, I'm your host, Jason Price. Plug in and stay fully charged in the discussion by hopping into the community at energycentral.com. And we'll see you next time at the Energy Central Power Perspectives Podcast.